Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. Black, 808, featuring Left Eye. Classic song. We got a lot to get to today. I know I've been off for a couple weeks. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed the throwback episode last week. That's something I'm going to be doing once a month. Just throwing a little episode up there for you guys to see how we used to do things back in the day. That was like 12 years ago. So I want everybody to see the progression and kind of how we used to do it and how we do it now. Things I've changed, things I've kept the same. It was more, you know, we had more of a structure before with like sports, news, entertainment. I've kind of changed that structure now where it's more open. I talk about anything and everything. Not as much sports as before, but this is one of those episodes where I'm going to get to the sports because there's been a lot of stuff going on in NBA free agency, mainly my Portland Trailblazers. So I'm going to nerd out on that. I'm going to nerd out on some train talk. We got questions about how old is too old to be laying on your father's chest. But most importantly, we have Torquegate. Let me call my good friend Dominique Jones right now and get to that because... There's a lot to talk to on that end. They've been wilding out in Dallas at these restaurants. Want to get some opinions on it. So who who better the call than my good friend Dominique? Let's see if she answers. She's been a little hey, NBA lately. Right room, room oh, you hear it? You, just see, you see how it goes, huh? All right. Huh? Call huh? me back. Uh, I, I'm live, but call me back. Call me back. Oh, I'm going to call you back. All right. We'll pause. We'll take a break. You see how it goes, man? I, I get hyped up to talk to Dominique. I have a new, um, matter of fact, I have a new sound thing for her, too. I made this just for Dominique. I remember me and Mrs. Jones. I remember me and Mrs. Jones. So we're going to get back to her whenever she calls back. But we're going to take a little break. It's kind of early in this. Actually, no, we're not going to take a break. I'm going to talk a little bit about Torquegate. I guess I can, um, I guess I'll play some of the, some of the video from this, this Torquegate incident and explain to you guys like the drama behind it. So basically there was a restaurant in Dallas where the owner 
cursed out the customers for dancing. And we actually, we have the audio of that. So we'll get to that. And then I guess we'll come back with like Dominique's commentary, me and Dominique's commentary on that. And we'll talk about it. This is Torque Gate. We're going to play the side of the owner first. Then I'm going to come back and talk about what exactly went on. I have Dominique, when she calls back, me and her can discuss it, give our points of views on it. But uh, let's play the owner's side of things first. There's a lot of twerking going on right now. They're dancing on furniture. Owner's coming out. Invested a lot of money into buying this building, into developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a... Come on, stop the music, um, we're going to give our points of view on that, but you know, I think it was important to give you both sides of the story when Dominique calls back. Me and her will discuss a little more in depth on what's going on. But before actually, before Dominique calls me back, let me just, let me do this. Let me do this because I want to be fair. Before I go in depth on everything that they talked about, I want to let y'all know the music that was playing for him, for the people to start twerking because I think that's important for you guys to know, right? So I'll play a little bit of the songs that caused the twerking and then um, we can discuss like who was right, who was wrong. But there was two songs apparently from what I read in the article that made people start twerking. One song was Megan Thee Stallion, Body. So let's let's listen to a little bit of Body. Real hot girl shit. And if the beat live, you know Lil Juke made it. Body, yaddy, 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 I don't really care for this song. I don't think it's that good of a song. The chorus is annoying, but I can see, I can see how that song will get you out your seat and twerking. So that was one of the songs. The next song is little, little Ronnie and it's called circle. So let's take a listen to that one. And let's, let's see if these women had a valid point in their twerking, right? You know, cause this is keeping real with Jerry Lawrence. I got to give you both sides. So this is little Ronnie. This song is called circle. Circle, circle, 
All right, that was a little Ronnie circle. That one, I kind of like that one a little bit more than the uh, body yadi yadi yadi. But um, yeah, man, that song right there, I could see how you would get up and start twerking. I can see it. But I'm away for Dominique to come back, and we are gonna discuss. So let's give it a moment, and we will come back and discuss. I remember me and Mrs. Jones. I remember me and Mrs. Jones. All right, we have Dominique calling back. Dominique Jones is on the phone. <laughs> hey. What is up? Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. How you doing? Nice to nice to be here in the house. Yes, after putting me on hold for three hours, four hours now, we're at four o'clock. <laughs> we were supposed to do this at noon. I just want everybody to know we were supposed to do this at noon. What? Really? You can just put me out there like that. Dominique, first of all, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So far, you know, just got my couch fixed. I'm pumped. I want to know why you and all of the nurses in Atlanta are always at the hookah spots. Really? This wasn't on the agenda. I, I just want to. I just want to know. I just want to know. I've called you guys out in the past, so I just I want to hear an explanation. Why? Well, I, why when all of the nurses are telling me to stay home, you guys are at hookah lounges? I'm not at the hookah lounge. You've been there before. I've been twice. You've been there on your early, story. Early in COVID times, I went when nobody was really taking COVID seriously, and then everybody was like, "Okay, COVID is." serious it's out here stay asses at home i've been at home okay but why are the other nurses there when they tell us to stay home you know it's kind of i guess it's kind of like the you know how people tell you to eat good eat healthy and you know and then the doctors smoke cigarettes yeah and then, then they smoke yeah i think it's like that they're, they they're bored too they're bored and they just can't well i'm happy to finally have you on this podcast this has been a long time coming I've been trying to get you on here since about June or July. Um, we were supposed to have you on to talk about, uh, what's her name? I forgot about the girl's name. We were supposed to talk uh, about the Netflix documentary. What's the woman's name that was in prison? Uh, Sandra Brown? No, 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 no. No, not Sandra. We were supposed to have you on to talk about her, though, which hopefully one day we can still do that episode, but... Four months later, <laughs> I finally have you on. And I have, did you watch my Insta story? I made a new drop for you. I remember me I and Mrs. The story Jones. Yet. The, the, the room is I Jones. I just played I it. I don't think you heard it, but you'll hear it later. Oh, God. Oh, we got the new Dominique drop for whenever I talk to you on the podcast. <laughs> I got to listen to it then. Yes, but we have a lot to get to. I want to talk about Torque Gate slash brunch gate whatever people are calling it the whole yeah. dallas restaurant issue uh-huh. and actually when you when you um got off the phone with me last time i was able uh-huh. to like play some of the clips on the show i played a little bit of both songs because those are evidence in this argument or this debate we're gonna have and then i played uh, a little bit of the the owner talking you yeah, watched yeah. all of that so we we want to be as fair as possible in breaking this all down so okay, for those who okay. don't know, there were women twerking at a restaurant, right? They were on the couches. They were on their seats. They were, they were everywhere dancing. The owner comes out and curses them out. He says, you know, this is not that type of establishment for you guys to be doing this. It's been a little bit of backlash. Some people agreed. Some people didn't. I want to get your initial thoughts on it. 
Well, my okay. So after watching the video, well, like, wait, the first your your first thoughts before we even did like the deep dive before you saw what I sent you earlier. What were your initial so, thoughts? So before I even saw the video and I just just hearing it, my initial thoughts was, you know, honestly, you shouldn't be twerking in nobody's establishment if it's not that kind of place. Like, why are you at? You know what I mean? Like, why are you being so ratchet to stand on somebody's furniture and twerk? So I agree, honestly, with the with with the dude. All right. So when I sent you the other evidence, which apparently was the songs that were being played, it was Megan Thee Stallion's "Body" yep. and a uh, little Ronnie "Circle." Those were the two songs that were being played. Do you still agree that those women were wrong for dancing? So okay, okay. So here's my thought on that. So after watching the video, like and seeing the chick. Dan- like literally standing up pressed against the wall twerking in her black dress like it was distasteful it was a little ratchet uh i agree with him coming out and telling her to get off the to get out the furniture don't do that, that- i mean because it because it was actually a nice i looked at some of the pictures of the restaurant and it's actually a nice establishment it's a dominique and spot so- for sure yeah, it's a definitely a dominant spot I would go. Like, and I would definitely not be expecting anybody to get up on a damn table and twerk, you know? So, like, we can't be, I mean, Black people, we can't twerk every goddamn where we go. <laughs> like, I saw another video of a woman twerking in her seat. She just stood up and twerked. And I'm, let me tell you, she, yeah, had, that, she I mean, had that black, she had them black pants on that kind of stick to the booty. And it was jiggling. Oh, and yes. whew, I, I wasn't mad at that one. <laughs> I was not mad at all. Their asses were definitely popping in in the in there, but it was just not that kind of spot. But they were, I mean, they were playing twerk inciting songs. Like, I mean, throw that ass in the circle and uh, booty by Magnus Stoudem. Body. I mean, somebody is gonna yeah, body. Somebody's gonna want to stand up and twerk because that just get your your you just feel like getting up to dance. I like, never even when you sent me the song. I was like, ooh. I never heard Throw That Ass in a Circle before. Have you heard that song before? I have. And every time I hear it, I want to dance, you know? I don't even twerk, but that song made me want to get up and, you know, do a little yeah. something, something. It makes you want to do it. So, but then again, he's a black, it's a black business. Black business owners know what, that's the kind of music that we like to hear. Like, we don't want to hear classical music playing. You know, if, if there's a little songs that we like playing in the background, that still doesn't mean get up and dance on a table in your dress i mean you know um but i kind of i kind of got a side with the women on this one like i under, i understand the owner's argument but when you're playing t- like you said twerk inciting music you are playing twerk inciting music. i'm not mad at the women for twerking yeah, now standing I mean, on the chair or couch or whatever that was a bit much but getting up and dancing yeah. to that why are you playing that music if you don't want people to twerk that, that's that's true that's true i i do see that side that, that i i agree there's a lot yeah, of hip-hop that could be played that you don't twerk to you know <laughs> right 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 they could have played some beyonce in there you play that for a reason right you want people to dance and feel that vibe you must like why is your dj my thing is when you play music like that you're gonna bring that type of crowd so why are you getting mad as the owner when they're dancing like that when you got the dj playing that that's very true that's very true if he's going to play twerk songs all night, somebody is going to get... Because they're drinking in there, too. So they're going to drink. They're here and throw that ass in the circle. And so eventually somebody's going to get up. And we're and black, we're black, man. You know, like, at certain points, <laughs> there's certain things that are going to bring that blackness out of us. 
That's true. That's true. I, I do see that side. I, I totally see that side. So he should probably. And people are comparing it to like white establishments, but white establishments are never going to play that type of music. You're absolutely right. Yes. The white establishment ain't going to play that type of music. And, and wh- white people, you, you don't see white people dancing on the chairs and stuff like that. Like I get the well, whole analogy well, of white people. When they drink. We've, okay. we've seen the, the white people uh, get what a little are, wild when they drink. What do they call it? Getting shit faced? Yeah, like they do this though. <laughs> they they do it too, but it, they I think white establishments know not to play certain th- music that's gonna bring that type of stuff, you know. Right, right. He's playing the music that are bringing the wrong crowd that he wants in his restaurant. Yeah, and I mean, I, sure. I've seen some stuff about this restaurant. Like, apparently, there's a dress code at this place, which I didn't even know about. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Now that makes it even more weird that you're playing throw that ass in the circle. There is a dress code that says no ball caps or casual headwear, which is do rag, hair cap, etc. No slides, all slides, especially fuzzy ones. No ah. tank tops, no bodysuits, no explicit words slash visuals, no jerseys, no sagging pants, no sweatsuits, wow. which means sweatpants, yoga outfits, gym clothes. So no urban attire, pretty much. No like pretty much. black attire. So you're you're saying you want this restaurant to cater to black people, but everything about your dress code says you don't want black people there. Right. He he wants this. Well, unless he just wants it upscale. But you know then what again, I mean? he wants you to. That dress code is a that's a club dress code. So you don't want to act like a club, but you're enforcing. You're, you have a club dress code. So is it is it a restaurant? Is it a club? I don't know. Or is it just, right. I mean, you live in Atlanta, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's restaurants, because we did see that sushi spot that the dude got kicked out of for wearing, I think, Jordans or something, sneakers. The black guy got kicked out like a couple yeah. weeks ago, and then there was a white lady in there wearing the same wearing sneakers same or whatever. Stuff. So is that normal for a restaurant to have like a dress code? Well, here, they there are a lot of restaurants that have dress codes. Like they want to bring in a certain kind of crowd, so they say, hey, don't wear no sneakers. Don't wear no ball caps. We don't want none of that in here. Like they want to upscale crowd. They want slacks. They want blazers. They want people wearing button downs. You know, looking nice. Bringing because nice people bring more nice people. Nice looking people. But aren't they contradicting themselves by then playing the music? Yeah, they definitely are. Like you can't be upscale and then play thought ass in the circle and you and can't body right. Stuff. You cannot do that. Like you're you you're can't. trying to attract the business crowd, but you're you're playing ratchet music. Right, right. So to me, that's the part where I disagree with the owner. Yeah. Like, how are you telling somebody to have respect for themselves when you're playing a song that says throw your ass? Was it throw your ass in a circle? Right. I mean, body, yada, yada. Those are dance songs. Exactly. So I thought he was wrong there. Also, the part about it where people are like, it's a restaurant, not a club. I also found this when I was doing more research online. Ah. They are charging $10,000 for New Year's packages for sections what? at the restaurant. They're charging ten. Oh wait, they're charging $10,000 to go to the restaurant on New Year's? For to rent out a section like you're at a club. You know how you rent out the section in the club? They're renting out sections of the restaurant. So Oh, so so we're going to be allowed to twerk then, right? 10,000. I pay $10,000. <laughs> I'm 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 doing it. <laughs> this this is what the 10,000 gets you. It gets you 10 admission tickets. Two snack platters, which include lamb chops, wings, and dream eggs. Uh, for ten thousand. For ten thousand plus a six hundred and ten dollar thirty eight cent fee. 
No, hell no. <laughs> so how are you telling me this is not a club when y'all are acting like a club, man? They're trying to play both fields and they can't. He's he's they can't play they can't play both sides like that. You can't. You if can't. you gonna be a club, be a club. Oh, if I'm sorry, wait, okay, I see more time. now. It comes with four bottles of Moet champagne and New Year's Eve party favors, which I don't know what that means. So does he think that after we drink all them four bottles of Moet, that we not gonna feel like dancing to this get me to this body song that he's gonna be playing? Yeah, I don't know. That's I just right. feel like these black establishments try to toe the line where they want to be upscale, but they they still bring the ratchet the ratchet side out. Like they don't fully go commit to the upscale side, and that's I think what my problem is with this guy. He's towing yeah. the line. He's towing. He's towing the line, and he's like. He can't handle it. Yeah, you can't hold the line of ratchet and upscale at the same time. Like either you're gonna be upscale and go full force, or you're gonna be a club at night. Yeah, and it's wild because when I first heard the story and I just saw the clip of him yelling, I sided with him. You know, I was like, okay, you know, he's trying to show black people that we need to move a certain way, we need to act a certain way. You know, I grew up on Goody Mob, so when he told the women they gotta learn to respect themselves, that reminded me of Beautiful Skin where CeeLo, mm-hmm. you know, they told him, I can't respect you until you respect yourself, basically. So when he did that stuff, I was like, all right, I'm with him. But then when I heard the songs they were playing, I'm like, whoa, you can't yeah. get mad at these women for acting like that when you're playing. <laughs> I love the, the phrase you came up with, uh, ratchet inciting music <laughs> yeah. or booty inciting or twerk twerking inciting, inciting twerking inciting music. Yep. Yeah, twerking is, you can't play that song. That's that's the part that got me. I was like, okay. Yeah, because I was like, songs. I was like, what would make them get up like that? And I heard the songs. I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that is true. I mean, I, uh, I mean, it was a nice. It is a nice restaurant too. It's a nice restaurant. It is nice. Getting up on the scale was a little much, even for the song. No, no, that but, part I just I did, I think the woman was wrong. The one that got up, and I think that's probably. I wonder if if she didn't do that and they were just dancing, would have would he have still yelled at them? Because I saw you another video of women dancing, just standing up, twerking, clapping the booty. I saw a video of that one, too. But I think and the one the where they got on the chair is what brought him out. But the speech that, he that gave made it seem like he didn't want nobody dancing at all. He did make it seem like he didn't want nobody dancing at all. And that's but, when it was I mean, like, yeah. The chair was, a lot of restaurants, like a lot of restaurants here in Atlanta, we don't, like they may dance in the aisle. Yeah. At a nice restaurant, like it's like because we have this one place called well, it does turn into a club, but in the daytime, it's actually a pretty nice restaurant. And people will get up if there's like a song like that on, but they'll like dance a little bit by their table and then they'll sit back down. I've never seen anybody like hop in the chair. No, nah, me like, neither. I've been to brunch spots that were kind of like this place below it, not as upscale where there's a DJ, but we're all sitting down. But when the right song comes on, we'll get up and dance. Mm-hmm. But nobody's like disrespecting the the furniture, right? Right. That that may have set him off. He he might have let it go if they was in the eye, but that yeah. just got a little too ratchet. Have you ever seen anything like that when you've been out? Like anybody dancing like that, twerking or on furniture, touching stuff that they're not supposed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to this one place. Gosh, it, it's actually owned by like a celebrity. What? It's on Peter Street, but you know, and it's a it's a cool place. The Dominique and, spot. Um, oh 
you know, it's not bougie at all. It's, I don't, you know, <laughs> for those who don't know, here. I am not bougie. I at all. accuse Dominique of being bougie all the time. So whenever I say a Dominique spot, I'm talking about something bougie that I would probably never go to. Because <laughs> the one time I've hung out with you, well, not the one time, but oh the many God. times I've hung out with you, we've gone to places and uh, I've spent money on things that normally would be like a fraction of the price. Like I always talk Yo. about the the fifty dollar hamburger spot. No. It was the hamburger was was fifteen dollars, y'all. It was more than that. The, the total bill was around fifty. <laughs> I had a burger with goat cheese and all types of stuff. And, and you had like this fancy cheese. It it was good. It, it was, was good, like, but I mean, you know, just, you know me. I'm trying to save money. Me and you got a thing where we're both like trying to save six hundred dollars a month, and I'm struggling right now. <laughs> like I had to get the air fixed in my the the heat. It seems like every month something happens, and I just cannot get a month where I can see. You be like, I gotta push it back, dog. I'm back, yeah. Back. I'm back to January now, where hopefully I'll try to be able to save in January. But I'm struggling right now with the saving, man. I'm telling you. So for me, going to these bougie spots, I just can't even fathom at this point in my life because I, I can only imagine what that food costs in there. Because I've seen some pictures of that food; it looked really good, but it looked expensive. It did. It did look expensive. It did. Yeah. And that's and that's more of a reason why I'm, he should he should just either go full force upscale. Hey, you gotta wear a blazer, jacket in here, you know, nice dress or whatever. He claims on. the business is doing good though. After this, he, well, he's probably getting a lot of recognition now. He's well, not recognition like good, but you know, any any publicity is good publicity. It's gonna that brings attention to your establishment. So people yeah. probably going in there just to see like how it is. And what do you think about restaurants with a DJ? Is is that appropriate? Because, I mean, we've you know, been to restaurants where they have music playing, like the little classical or whatever, over the speaker. But a full-on DJ, I feel like that gives the club vibe. Hey, Yeah, I was just about to say that the restaurants here that I've been to that have a DJ, everyone gets up and dances. Everyone. And it didn't look like these women were following the dress code either. From what I saw, it looked like there were some bodysuits. They look like they was, you know, in the club, some of them. Yeah. So, I mean, a DJ, if you're going to have a DJ, expect people to get up and dance, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like, like he's going to have to, like, tailor some of his rules. And hopefully he can learn from this and know, like, going forward, hey, if I want my establishment to be a little more high-end, high-class, I probably got to get rid of the DJ or get one of them DJs that play all the old school songs, like the seventies right. and eighties stuff. Like you can't play Megan the stallion and little Ronnie and expect to keep it classy. You can't. Exactly. And even those seventies and eighties songs, like we grew up on those songs. Yeah, but that's well, a different I mean, type of dancing. 70. That's not twerking. We know we're going to twerk, but we probably going to get up and dance. So is he just okay? Is he okay with us dancing in general? I think, he is. I think it was more about respecting yourself. He was like, how can I get the men to respect y'all when you guys don't respect yourself? Which is another, that's another argument. Cause I know the feminists weren't feeling that. I mean, honestly, as a woman, when I saw her dance on that table, I felt like she would disrespect herself. Like you I think felt so? like dancing on a table in your dress, in your thin dress, clapping your butt cheeks I like in it. front of everybody. Like you her. could do a guy. <laughs> I loved it. It was your guy, but I felt like as a woman, like, I'm like, damn, she making us all look ratchet. And she was a black woman, too, a black woman dancing on the... It just made me feel like that's why people think this way about us. But white people do the same stuff when they get drunk and, like, they act wild, too. They do, but nobody thinks about white people like that. You know, people think about us 
as ratchet and we ain't got no sense, you know? So it's like, we have to be better than that. We can't go into a nice restaurant and get on the table in our dresses, in our nice dresses and heels and twerk. Well, the wild the thing about like this. I'm I mean, all it was for that. too much not to have a song. I hope I don't she, know. I, I see it though. I love it. You got to see the other video with the lady that got stood up out of her seat. I was trying to find a good one to send you that one, bro. She had that. She had that donkey. Bro. She had <laughs> yeah, that I think he was looking a little too hard at these videos. That girl, no. Wait till I show you the one with the, with the wagon. But I think with this one, it was mostly like black people complaining. I don't even think this made it to the white people. Like. So I don't, I'm not worried about these women being judged because I don't think white people even know about this story. They might I think not. all they the criticism not. I heard came from black people. Yeah. I mean, and they and they might not, but, you know, if, if there was some white people in that establishment, that is just, like, reaffirming whatever they think about us already. I'm just talking about, like, even like opinions of people who I heard the story. I don't think, like, on my Facebook, I ain't see much white, I ain't see white people talking about it. But so I was, a lot of girls agree with her actions um on my facebook a lot of people said the owner was right i didn't really see anybody standing up for the women but i also don't think everybody saw the full story yeah. or know the full story i did a little deeper dive that's why I, I told you about the new year's eve special i told you about their dress code i told you what <laughs> songs they were playing because i always want to give both sides of the story before i provide my opinion yeah, and that's and that is a good that, that is a good thing that you did because now he's like okay well he's playing the wrong music he got a dj He's got a, you know, a New Year's Eve party night. So he's trying to be a club, but don't want to be a club. He's treating it like a club, like everything to that. It was like one of those new age restaurant lounges that are like not really a club, but it's not really a full on restaurant. It's like a mix. And mm -hmm. you can't get mad at that. The only thing I would say is with COVID, the way these people were acting, I ain't see no mask. You're just touching oh. stuff. You're twerking. It was acting like the the nurses in Atlanta. No, no shots though. <laughs> what? Not you though. Not you. The other, because <laughs> I feel like in Atlanta on the Insta stories, that's all I see is nurses out at the hookah lounges. Maybe out. Atlanta's Maybe moving out. differently. Like Florida, uh, we we are wilding, but I feel like Atlanta's moving differently right now than everybody else in the country. Oh, Atlanta is wide open. Atlanta, no one. Can, I've never seen the clubs. Well, not that I've been in the clubs. When I ride past them, <laughs> like, let me just put that out there. I haven't been. But when I ride past them, I've never seen the club so deep as I've seen it now, like during a pandemic. It's crazy. And your strip no clubs are still inside. open, too. Huh? Your strip clubs are still open. Yeah. Oh, God. And those are packed almost every single night. Although I went to the strip club in Orlando a couple weeks ago, but our strip clubs are trash. Uh, I, I, some of ours are trash, too, but it, they don't even care. As long no. as they can see a naked body. No, the good thing about the Orlando strip club is... They're following the uh, six feet of distance because they're not allowed to touch you on a lap dance anyway. So <laughs> we're, we're already following the, the rules. Oh, see, our strippers can uh, get on top of you and literally touch and like just sit on you. Oh, touch no. You. It's a law in Orlando. Can them. They can't touch you. Wow. Wow. They yeah, can't I grind on you. To get my neck. I was like, girl. Now, if you go to Coco, it's a different story. Coco, like, as you know, we, we were in Coco last year on my birthday. It was a little more oh, wild yeah. out there. Was wild. Even though I got pulled Coco's over, wild. but you know, that's an, I already told that story. Um, so we'll we'll wrap it up on that one. We both agree pretty much that the owner was wrong for some of it. The women have to take some accountability, but yeah. I think we can both say the music choice needs to change if you want to carry your establishment differently. 
If you want to be viewed as yeah. upscale, you got to act like play that. Play a part. Got to play a part. You can't tell these women that they need to act a certain way when you're not acting that way. So I'm going to yeah. end it with that. I also want to talk to you about another controversial topic that we saw on social media. I sent you the picture of oh, the man. Oh, that, that guy? There was a man laying down, and he had his son um, laying on his, <laughs> I guess, his shoulder? Yeah, and he was, like, on his chest. And the caption reads, by far, my favorite part of today, my 16-year-old baby boy at blah, 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 who's my height climbed in my arms and went sound asleep like when he was 16 months didn't want it to end never do they want to be my little babies anymore couldn't tell if my oldest son at blank was waiting on his turn or saying what the heck with his expression and my mama was concerned with one thing only kissing her grandbaby moment over thankful thanks living (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> family priceless moments. So the guy is like laying on his couch. He has the phone up like a selfie and the older 16 year old boy has his arms like, or his head pretty much on the shoulder close to the, you know, like, like a kid would do when you're like cuddled up with your parents. Uh-huh. Got a lot of backlash on this one. You know, the black community, anything yeah. that's not masculine, they, they, they come after. So they come at you. I saw a lot of hate on this one from the men. Women seemed like they were okay with it, but the men were like, no, that's not manly. You can't do that, blah, blah, blah. I want to get your opinion on this one. Well, you know, I feel like I didn't see nothing wrong with it. And honestly, you said, you know, the men don't feel like it's matching, but I think that's the problem with guys today sometimes because they're so like stuck on this, what's masculine and what's not like that they don't have like the normal affection and sensitivity that they, that they can have. Like they're afraid to, show any kind of emotion and feelings like it was a daddy just having a moment with his son like you know as a as a daughter and I got my you know my mom and I had my dad or whatever like they love when you because because you know as you get older you don't you know show them that kind of affection like that you give them a hug you give them like a kiss on the cheek and be done with it and but when you go back into that like let me say an example like me and my mom I like laid on her shoulder while watching a movie one day. And it was like, she was just in heaven because I hadn't done that in so long. Mm. Like I wasn't like on her chest. Like, I didn't crawl on top of her. Nah. But- this, this dude was like, literally like, like a baby would crawl up on there. <laughs> yeah. That's how this he picture was being looked. Cradled at this point. Yeah. Like he was being rocked to sleep. <laughs> but I, you know, I just laid on my mom's shoulder and she like, you know, rubbed my hair a little bit. And we just kind of watched a movie together. And it was like old times when I was a little kid. And she loved it because that doesn't happen too often. But, you know, I ain't going to crawl in her lap, though. That was a little that was a little much, but I didn't see wrong anything wrong with it. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't have kids. So I feel like for me to say it's wrong is I'm like kind of being a hypocrite because if I had kids, I, like you said, your parents probably want that affection. So. Yeah, they haven't had it in so long since she was like, just think you have this baby that like you have this kid that you love so much. that's always like mommy, 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 daddy, daddy. And then they grow up and that like you all get distant. And then like for him to be 16, he's probably hella distant already. So he probably hasn't done that in a long well, time. I don't know. I got the vibe I got was that maybe he does that a lot. Like maybe this is normal in that family. 
But maybe what the caption you're saying, the way the father was explaining it, it was something that doesn't happen. Which, to me, that's uh, I don't know. When with his caption, kind of makes it sound like the son never does it. But he looked a little it, too comfortable. Like he looked to me like he does that quite a bit. So I'm wondering if the dad, if this was all for for social media or if it was something normal. But you know, some people still can say "daddy" on the lips. Men. Yeah, I mean, in the Italian, I know Italians do it a lot. Some uh, Hispanic people do it. Black people, I don't really see it in ours. Some white people do it, but yeah, different cultures, you know, have different things. I was going back and forth with some people on Facebook about it, and all the black dudes are just like, no, man, you can't do that. And I'm just like, bro, we got to, why are we going by all these unwritten rules still? Like, what is right? Like, this stuff that was back in the day we're saying is wrong, but now times are changing. More stuff is acceptable now, so. Maybe we need to get back to showing showing that type of affection. Maybe that's what's yeah. missing. Why these kids are like out here doing all this crazy stuff now is they're not getting that affection. They don't feel love. So right. I, I think we these, need that. No, honestly, I never knew how many kids and like how many of my friends hadn't ever like been told I love you by their parents or like hadn't ever seen their parents hug or kiss or haven't ever just had that affectionate bond with their parents like so and I was raised up getting a hell of love like hugs kisses you know that's why I'm so affectionate now but yeah like I can't imagine not having that so when these kids tell me that and I'm like you know so when I saw that it really didn't bother me because it's like I feel like that's just a moment that's a moment and kids need people need love we're, we're meant to have affection in our lives yeah like I told somebody like even if they did it for social media it's something that somebody else probably needed to see to know it's okay for them to do. So I yeah. wasn't mad at them posting the picture. I don't know what his reasoning was, but I'm not mad at it. I think somebody will learn from it. I always think somebody can learn from what you post. So mm-hmm. I didn't think there was anything wrong. I hope more families can do that or more kids can feel like they can be open and affectionate with their parents. And I know the parents would love it. So I wasn't, I had no issue with it. The picture yeah. does look a little funny, but you know. That picture look a little funny. Only because we're not used to seeing it. Yeah, you know what? That's right. It's probably because we're not used to seeing it. Mm-hmm. And then but we if gotta, we saw that more. Yeah, the black people, we just got to stop critiquing every little thing, man. I feel like exactly. we are so hard on ourselves. And yes, I know we want better for ourselves, but when it comes to emotion and vulnerability, we act like that stuff we're not allowed to do. And I think that's been a big problem in the black community going to continue to be a problem until people feel like they can open up without being judged and yeah hopefully we can get there uh, I hope so. while i have you on the phone still i want to ask you a couple things so you are you work in in the healthcare field you're a nurse i yeah. want you to tell me because i i i got some some issues right now some stuff i want to like rant about uh-huh. i think this is just my opinion i don't know if anybody agrees with me but like when i go to work and they're like spraying all the Lysol all over the place and the cleaning products. And we're all this extra cleaning we're doing now where I think a lot of it's just for show. I don't even think people care, but I think this stuff is going to end up killing us at, at some point. I think it's going to cause cancer later on. Do you, do you see any of that or am I tripping? I mean, we have, clean, we, I mean, we, everybody's been like cleaning, 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 especially since like they even came and took all our chairs out of the break room because they don't want to sit in beside each other no more. And yeah. so, and there's Clorox everywhere. We don't have the spray because we don't want, 
we don't really spray anything uh because uh, we don't want people to inhale it like that yeah that's what i'm saying like at my job they spray that lysol and i when i inhale it i'm just like this is not this doesn't feel right yeah you shouldn't be inhaling the stuff like <laughs> but i'm saying when you spray it all over the room i'm it's gonna come yeah. into my you know i can't not inhale it uh, maybe they should get Clorox wipes. We have that too, but then they spray the Lysol all crazy. And I'm just like, bro, this stuff is going to give people cancer at some point. Cause y'all just, it, we're breathing in so much toxins now with all because of the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is definitely a lot of, it's, it's kind of like a teeter totter. It's like, you know, all the cleaning supplies, you know, everything they say causes cancer and everything. So, uh, I mean, but it definitely, if you're inhaling excessive amounts of it, it's probably not going to be good for you in the long run. But so they should, they should probably trans get the wipes instead. Cause I couldn't, you probably get lung issues. Yeah, it's all a, that stuff in. I don't like that part. I'm like, yo, you guys are making it worse, but I, I want to get your opinion. Cause I'm like, am I tripping? I feel like with the COVID now and all this extra cleaning, it's just more toxins in the air. And I feel like it's going to affect us at some point, the same way, kind of how, when 9-11, years later, everybody started getting cancer that was over there and breathing in that stuff, I think that might happen with this. I mean, but are they spraying it so much that it will call? I haven't seen not it just, in excess amount. I'm not just talking about my job. I'm just talking about in general, like when you go in places and they've probably sprayed and cleaned. Like, we don't know what we're breathing in, and I feel like it's going to have an effect later on. Uh, well, I mean, it could because everything has stuff in it. Also, cleaning, but I want you to debunk this. Is it true that you can get cancer? Because I'm seeing a lot of people are saying this, even even our boy Mike. Mike, oh Mike said with the mask, we're breathing in our own air or carbon dioxide, monoxide, whatever. But everybody's saying that is going to cause cancer wearing the mask all day. <laughs> so I want you, I want your opinion on that, because I really I don't, don't know. know either way. Like, I just don't get it. Like, how would that cause cancer? They say we're not getting enough fresh air. That, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, it can cause you to have, like, some, if, let's, if you're wearing your mask all day and you're, like, working out, now nah, you're breathing in excessive carbon dioxide then because you're not, the gas, you know, it's, it's, it's trapped in that mask. So you're getting a little more carbon dioxide in your system. So you may get a little dizzy or you may get a headache. Or you may even pass out if that's something that you're doing. Like if you're not supposed to be exercising in your mask, like taking a job yeah. for nothing, the mask on. But, should we uh, be at Disney World with the mask on? I mean, you can be at Disney World with the mask on, and you should be because there's a ton of people. But I'm saying walking there. around all day like that is that that's kind of exercising. That's kind of exercising, but I mean, honestly, if you're gonna put yourself around thousands of people, it's probably the trade-off of a little bit of uh, the trade-off of wearing the mask versus catching COVID is probably the benefits outweigh the risk. Like, so I would definitely, definitely suggest wearing a mask. But like, if you're working out, like, I don't, I don't see any relationship with cancer and wearing that mask, like nothing. But yeah, I do see relation with maybe passing out or getting dizzy because your, your carbon dioxide is a little higher if you're doing strenuous activity with your mask on yeah and the argument i heard was like you know the medical people like you guys you guys wear masks all the time and it's never affected you guys so that's that's the argument i've heard for why it's not true but i just wanted to get your opinion of you think there was any truth to it nah i, I think there's no truth to it whatsoever you know and it, it is like you said i wear a mask literally for 13 hours straight and i wear the n95 mask so i'm my mask is way thicker than y'all's mask but doesn't it have so, the holes in it to breathe uh, no, there's no holes in it. Oh. 
There's no holes in it whatsoever. It's very filtered. It's like, cause for me, I literally, when COVID first came out, I used to stand in the room with a COVID patient for 13 hours straight in their face. So my mask has to be strong. And I wore that for 13 hours. And the only thing that happened to me is I did feel like a little headache when I put it on and I kept it on for a long amount of time, but that's it. That's it. Little, maybe a little lightheaded for the first few hours yeah. and I had to take it off, uh, step out and take it off and then put it back on. But no cancer can be caused from wearing this mask. Y'all better wear y'all's mask because COVID is real. People are dying every day. And I'm going to just side note this because I'm on a soapbox. <laughs> like, Let it out. Hold on, hold on, like, hold on a second. I remember me and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> I remember me and Mrs. Jones. Okay, oh go ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Like, like, COVID is real out here, people. Like, even if these conspiracy theorists are saying, hey, the government did it. Like, the fact of the matter is, it's still real. And it's still killing people. I'm in the ICU, so I see it all the time. I see it. And, and, and people are coming in now where they don't even have health issues. You know, they don't have, they're young. I had a 44 year old guy die on me just two days ago. Oh my he had no issues whatsoever. Yeah. COVID. Though? Yeah. COVID. Oh. He came in there for COVID. And, and the thing about COVID is you may get over COVID, but it can cause you to have these health issues that continue on. Like it's I did hear that. I heard the breathing. You're never, your breathing's never the same after. Your breathing is not going to be the same after, especially if you have a rough case. Like I have a friend right now, got COVID. She was in the hospital for a month on the ventilator. She recovered, but she now can't walk 30 feet without becoming winded. And she had no health problems before, none. So she was maybe like 47. But that's still pretty young, you yeah, know? that's insane. Do you think the vaccine will solve that? Or you think that's something that once you get it, it's going to be like that for the rest of your life? I think once you get it and you have these sequelae, that, these residual health issues out there, I think either that's going to be your new normal or you may re- you may recover. Your, may, your lungs may get over it eventually or like heal eventually. But um, I don't think the vaccine is going to have anything to do with whether uh, those residual problems or not or helping you get over COVID faster. That's a Hopefully scary thing, man. not to get COVID, but. I, yeah, I'm praying I never get it. Um, I, I believe COVID is real. I don't know the, re- where like, from. where it came from or what, yeah. like, the government conspiracies, I do listen to some, but I'm always just fascinated more by the conspiracy than whether I believe it or not. I just like hearing about this stuff. So when people talk, I like to hear their opinions and stuff. Um, yeah. I will say this about the whole COVID and this is a rant. I think there's a lot of fakeness going on with the way people care. Like these restaurants, these businesses, the, especially the restaurants, the restaurants piss oh, me yeah. off so much. Cause it's like, we care so much. Wear your mask, wear your mask through the door. Once you go through the door, you take your mask off. It's like, nobody cares once you're actually inside. So I hate the fake caring that I'm seeing. I hate mm-hmm. when people are, don't they know damn well they never wear their mask but they put it on just to take a picture just to look good for the optics and then it comes right back off so all this fake caring i don't like but i do want us to be safe i just don't want the fakeness yeah there's a lot of fake caring and i think there's a lot of fake caring to make you 
try to feel comfortable coming to their establishment again, even though they don't Ooh, care. They just I never thought about that. Yeah, they want you to be like, oh, I'm safe. Let me go to this restaurant because they are protecting us. And then we but got women honestly, twerking. <laughs> yeah, you can take off your mask and start twerking here in Atlanta all day, every day with no mask on. Mm. And nobody will say anything to you. Yeah. Like, When do you think we like, get back to normal? Or is, uh, is this the new normal? You know, I feel like this is the new normal, guys. Like, I feel like maybe we'll get herd immunity eventually. What is that? And herd, when I say herd immunity, I mean that uh, either people, most people have gotten it already or have gotten the vaccine. And then that way that most people will be immune. So it's not going to spread as rapidly as it has. Because right now it's spreading so rapidly because none of us have ever had it before. Mm -hmm. You know, until it came and hit us in the face. So people are getting picked off. But once everybody has had it, which that's the scary thing is that you don't know how you're going to respond to getting it. But once a good portion of the people have had it or either had the vaccine, we're going to get something called herd immunity, where the, the numbers are going to drop way you know, below than what they are now. Yeah. But that, who knows when that's going to be, you know? Let me ask you a question real quick, too. When did you believe that COVID was real? Like when? Like was it when it first happened or did you take some time? Did it take time for you to like be like, all right, I believe it? I didn't really think too much of it when it first came because, you know, honestly, when I had my birthday, which was March 13th, that was literally the same exact day that President Trump declared a national state of emergency and we still went out. Wow. <laughs> but, Wait, where'd you go? So where'd you go? We went to Cafe Circa. It was a bunch of me and my friends and it was packed. Was there hookahs in involved? There were hookahs involved. <laughs> <laughs> there were hookahs involved. So, like, you know, I didn't take it seriously at first. The honesty. Finally. You know. I told y'all, I told you guys the nurses were doing this. But, you know, that was like the last time I really went out to the club because after that, there was a shutdown. And then that's when I started getting COVID patients on my job. And I was like, oh, my God. Once mm. I took care of these COVID patients and saw the damage that it did, I was just like, oh, hell no, I don't want that. So it changed kind of how you were moving around or things you did. Did it change like precautions you take when you go out now? Oh yeah. Like I, I always wear a mask. I carry around 80% alcohol sanitizer. What's the difference uh, between the 80 and whatever else there is? Well, so you have to look at the content. You want it to at least be 60 to 70%. And there's uh, it, it just aids in the bacteria elimination process. Like if you have a really low um, like let's say if you only got 20% of alcohol in your sanitizer, that's not really doing anything for you, but making you feel good mentally. <laughs> you know, that's not killing yeah. everything. That's just making you feel good. But um, like you got some some protection. But yeah. um, you know, try to get the higher, the higher, um, you know, 70% alcohol, 60% alcohol. At, you know, and carry it around. I carry it around in my purse. I put it in my car. Like and, and people don't wear gloves. Stop wearing these gloves out in the Wait, why not? Why no gloves? Because people don't know infection. Like, they don't know how to, uh, they, they don't know about cross-contamination. Like, I see people getting into their, they're walking around all day with their gloves on. And then, but they're doing stuff they would have normally done with their normal hands. They just got gloves on. Well, they're that's at the restaurants, too, where I just think the gloves are funny because it's like, they do so much with that glove, like, and they serve your food. Right. They're going to other tables with the same glove. They're touching everybody's drink, uh, okay, giving them refill yeah. with the same gloves. So unless you're going to carry around a literally a box of gloves and take your gloves off after every 
thing that you do uh, and definitely definitely take your gloves off before you get in the car and touch the steering wheel because eventually you're going to touch your same steering wheel with your regular hands and i saw somebody literally eating a hamburger with their gloves oh like, my gosh like just to take away that false sense of security that y'all have by wearing these gloves just don't wear gloves all right let me security. just say this too i'm not yes, even a doctor but common sense should tell y'all a clean hand is cleaner than a glove well, if your yeah. if your hands are washed, <laughs> you, Wash I trust the hamburger in my clean hands more than a hand with gloves. Exactly. Or I've seen people, you know, touch other people with their gloves. I'm like, oh, I got on gloves, but you just touched this garbage can that everybody oh, yeah. else has with these gloves on. Yeah, when I talked about the fakeness of the mask inside these restaurants and places, the glove fakeness is is up there too. The glove fakeness is up there because they never change those gloves, y'all. Yeah, they never. They're going to every single table just like they were using a regular hand. The gloves like, is all optics, except I will say this. When I go to Subway, they do change the gloves every time they make your sub. I, that's the yep. only place I think that changes the gloves. <laughs> yeah, they change their gloves. Subway changes their gloves every single If they go to the register, they change your gloves. Like gloves, if they got to make a new, if a new customer come, they change Subway, they be on yep. point with it. I give them that. Yep, they don't have the Subway. best subs, but they be on point with that. Y'all know who got the best subs? Uh oh, let's let's hear it. Jersey Mike's. Oh, Jersey Mike's. I'm discovered you know, them, and I have you uh, not had Jersey Mike's. No, no, no. I like Jersey Mike's. It's Jersey so Mike's good. sub they is really like good. Uh, their cheesesteak's actually really good too. Mm-hmm. Is it the best sub though? Hmm. It's, I don't know if it's. A, I used to love Firehouse, but literally, you have to eat Firehouse like as soon as you get like at the register. Yeah, Firehouse is out. falling <laughs> off to me. They're falling off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I used to like their salads, but the salads are too watery now. I feel like when I get the salads, too much water in there. They're mm-hmm. not washing, like they're not draining the water out of the the greens. Yeah, they're not. They're not doing something. I haven't been to Firehouse in, in that long just because of that type stuff. Like it's soggy. Yeah, salads be watery. I go to Jimmy John's though. Jimmy John's is good, but I don't think they have enough options to put on the sub. I give Subway to Subway to me has the most veggie options that you can add on, which I like. They do. Their bread just gets so I don't know. I don't know what it is. is I like their bread. I don't like Publix's bread. Even though everybody loves the Publix sub, I think Publix bread is terrible. I think it's terrible. I think it's like it's hard. It's bread. too hard. It's cheap bread. And they yeah. don't have a lot of um options for stuff you can put on. They have a mm-hmm. decent amount, but not like Subway. Subway got every little pepper, every onion, every type of olive. Like Subway has so many different things you can put on there. And That's I like true. Subway's bread is like it's not the best. But it's not the worst. To me, Jersey Mike's, not I me, mean not Jersey Mike's, uh, Jimmy John's probably has the best bread. Yeah, they got the best bread. I like them because their bread doesn't get soggy. And when you walk like by, you it. oh, it smells so good. Yeah, mm. and it doesn't get soggy. Publix bread, there's no way it can get soggy. It's just so hard. <laughs> Subway's bread can get soggy, though, because Subway bread is, is soft, but it's, it's got some weak parts to it. It does. It does. That's why Domain always say when you go to Subway, you got to get it toasted. You got to strengthen that bread. You have to. You have to. <laughs> he used to always say, you got to strengthen the bread. You, gotta- <laughs> you always tell him that. You, you, you want to end the, the toaster. Bread. Yeah. He's like, you got to get that bread strong. That bread ain't going to be strong enough without the toaster. <laughs> that was a Domain line. I got to give Domain that one. That was one of the funniest I like things. that one. I like that one. Got yeah. strengthen that bread. He yelled at me one time because I was like, I didn't do that. He's like, boy, that bread ain't strong enough. Boy, you got to get that bread strong. <laughs> get in the You got to get in that toaster. <laughs> <laughs> um going back real quick though to the whole covid thing uh-huh. Larry, this dude larry reed i listened to he was saying this tell me if you believe this part he said uh-huh. 
part of the reason we're getting COVID is what we're eating. So he said, if you cut out a lot of red meat and dairy, that it will help prevent you from being susceptible to catching it. Uh, I don't think. I mean, vegans get COVID all the time. You know, vegans and vegetarians get COVID. I guess he was saying, like, your immune system is damaged more when you eat that stuff. I mean, I think that you should build your body up to be at the most optimal healthy status. And cutting out red meat is healthy for you because red meat is, is like the worst kind of meat to eat. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't think that it's making you more susceptible to COVID. In dairy, you don't think you don't think any of that has an effect? Nah, I don't. I don't think that has has anything to do with whether you get COVID or not. I but I do think that you know ultimately, if you're healthier, you know you can. Uh, the healthier you are, the better you are going to be if you manage if you happen to get COVID. Well, let me push so, back though because everybody says that if you have a strong immune system, you can prevent it. From if you have a strong it. immune system, you have less. You're less likely to get it and from and, what i've heard those foods hurt your immune system so i gotta i gotta ask you on that like why do you think it's it's not a difference i don't feel like it's gonna stop you from getting covid but uh I, I about do the feel chances like, though i do feel like being healthier in general um because that's gonna make you healthier in general eating eating the right foods lessening the red meat uh, that's gonna make you healthier in general which could give you a smidget more of immune, better immune system if you're healthier in general, like, you know, drinking more water, exercising, you know, eating the right foods. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to stop you from getting it. And but but if you are healthier in general and have a better immune system, you have better chance of fighting it when you do get it or or, or not getting it. OK, I got one more thing to talk to you about before I let you go. I, I kind of gave you a little hint of this the other day when we were on the phone because for those who don't know me and you talk on the phone like once or twice a week so it's good to finally get you on this podcast because we always have good conversations <laughs> and i'm like we gotta record some of this stuff so <laughs> i told you about this uh, i want to get your opinion i am trying to make a list of the top five struggle meals oh and when i talk about struggle meals these are meals that are like you're you know you might not have a lot of money you can't buy the fancy stuff, but these meals will hold you down. So you always get on me about the banquet Salisbury steak meal. <laughs> I think it's one of the best in the game. It's probably not healthy. They mix like three different meats in there. Chicken, beef, pork. Somehow it's a steak. I don't know. But it has gravy. It's so good. I eat it with white rice. I've been doing it since like college days. It's like $2 and it's two meals out of it. So to me, that's in my top five struggle meals. I also put oatmeal in there. I put oatmeal yeah, in there because oatmeal is struggle meal. Oatmeal is struggle I'm not gonna call it a dinner. struggle meal because I mean they sell oatmeal everywhere, but just it's cheap. That's the thing. It's cheap and it fills you up. Yep, one pack. That's all you even need. I do too. I'm a two pack guy. A two pack. One is not enough. I try to watch my calories. Yeah, you you and the keto. I don't know, but <laughs> those were the two I came up with. I don't really have any other. I guess any of the Michelinas, those are in the top five struggle meals. Well, I definitely had a struggle meal. Like ramen was my go-to Oh, I forgot about ramen. Meal. Ramen's like, definitely twenty-five yeah. cents. It's uh, it's cheap, cheap. You can literally eat one pack. Which I'm so mad that one pack is two servings because I never knew. Because sometimes people sisters eat like two packs, and so now you got four servings. Yo, the amount but, of sodium in that ramen—it's it's crazy. 
But literally, when I was like in college, I would get that that creamy chicken, or I would get the regular chicken, and I would hook it up. I would season that ramen. I don't put eggs in it's there. It's already seasoned. Yeah, I don't, I don't put the seasoning pack in there and more seasoning. Oh, my God. How much sodium? <laughs> I'm hooking that ramen up. But you know what? People used to request my ramen because it was so good. And now ramen's like a hipster meal served for like $20 at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, like oatmeal, like, though. They overcharge for the oatmeal, too. I feel like the struggle meals are now getting gentrified. <laughs> But, but I mean, the ramen in actual stores do taste better than the pat ramen. But of course, of yeah. Course. Oh God, they they taste amazing. Like I love ramen from the actual store. I tried to make it at home, but it didn't work out. But we went to the ramen spot in Atlanta. Yeah, we, we did. saw Ti we across the street. Yeah. Yep. Ti and what Big Boy? Nah, it wasn't Big. It was no, not Big Boy. Rick, Rick, Rick Ross. No, that wasn't Rick Ross. You guys swore it that was Rick Ross. That wasn't Rick Ross. <laughs> We saw T.I. and some other famous people that we didn't know who they were, but it was a few famous people out there. And the car wash across the street from Wagaya. Yeah, yeah, that was a dope spot. Um, Yeah, the ramen, though, I forgot about ramen. Ramen's definitely a top five struggle meal. Definitely top five. Cup noodle, long tongue. Well, that's all a ramen category, right? Yeah, that's like a, we that's gotta, like a noodle I need a couple more struggle meals for my top five list. Still well, then I of. had the, of course, I think tilapia. I used Whoa, to tilapia is a struggle meal? Well, for me, it was in college because so literally cheap. I didn't have a stove. It's real cheap. You can get like 20 pieces of fish for like $8. <laughs> yeah, $10. Or $8. Or $8. You're, like, you're like, oh, snap. And so even if you don't have a stove, I used to like season it put it on a plate and put it in the microwave. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I was struggling. I was hold struggling. on. <laughs> hold, hold on. That's not even the right thing. Wait a minute. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Green is not a creative color. You put tilapia in the microwave? How does it even cook? I, put, I just, I let it thaw. And then, because uh, I had a refrigerator, a little mini refrigerator in college. But I didn't have a stove. This can't be healthy. I had a microwave. This cannot be healthy. So I like just using it up. And then literally you couldn't eat the, the edges of it because it would be like too crisp. You can only eat the middle. So every time people came in my apartment, like I would have these like pieces of fish that were eaten only in the middle. How did you so not go to, to the like, hospital for food poisoning? You know, got that. It's been trained to eat those struggle meals. I guess. I've never <laughs> heard of putting tilapia in the microwave. I've never heard of putting fish in the microwave. It was a struggle. That is a struggle. struggle. That is the struggle of all struggles. <laughs> you didn't even have a little oven thing? The toaster oven? I didn't have nothing. Nope. Oh, my goodness. I have nothing. That's that's definitely in the struggle. That's top. That, was, that might be the top struggle. That was, that was, that was a struggle, for sure. And that and, uh, you know, I, I did have peanut butter and jelly. But, you know, I feel like everybody likes peanut butter and jelly. Wow. That's amazing. I ain't never heard of no. Wow. Okay, I want that's your homework. I want you to go see how I struggle in college. Take your piece of tilapia. I'm not putting tilapia that, in the microwave. I'm not killing myself. Put it in the microwave. No, I'm 37. I don't need that as young. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly is a struggle meal too. That's out there. But no, I'm not putting fish in the microwave, Dominic. I have an oven. I have a gas oven, first of all. I want you to feel my pain. Oh wait, I cook my fish on the stove. I don't even need to put it in the oven. Stove time. You don't want to feel my pain. You don't have a stove in college? I didn't have no stove. I just had a microwave. So that's why ramen, the cup noodles, 
How many minutes are you putting here? fish in the in the microwave? It was like two minutes, two three minutes. Ain't no way fish is cooking two or three minutes in the microwave. Yeah, it did. I'm telling you. you and you said you burnt the ends. I always would burn the ends. Oh. So I only, I only can eat the middle of the fish. This might be my homework to find out if fish can be cooked in the microwave. I'm not gonna do it myself. I'm gonna have to YouTube this if it's, it's been done. All right, so I have some tilapia. I'm gonna do it once it thaws out. You're gonna do this when you don't have to struggle. I want you to see. You should do this on your Insta story. I'm gonna do it on my Insta story and tag you in it. I'm gonna oh, set it out right my now. God. I gotta see this. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try it again. I gotta and see we're gonna, this. We're gonna see how it tastes. The Dominique struggle meal. <laughs> well, I, I thought I was struggling with the banquet Salisbury steak. This this is a, I think this is more of a struggle, Dominique. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I was I was uh, I was broke. Do you have any other struggle meals? That was that was uh, the ramen, the fish, the peanut butter and jelly. Those are my main. Those are your go to struggle meals. Those are my go to struggle meals. Have yeah. you ever eaten a struggle meal like after now? Like now that you are established and have a good job, have you gone back because you're just like, yo, it tastes so good. I want to see how it is still. Cause I went back with the Salisbury steak and it's it's still hidden. I still like, I don't I don't eat the fish in the microwave anymore. <laughs> nah, but nah. I, <laughs> you ain't gotta live like that no more. I ain't gotta live like that. But I do still, I freaking love ramen, guys. I love ramen. Ramen is and, look. That's a solid one. You can still do ramen. Like bougie people can still do ramen and hook it up. Like you say, put some some meat in there and all types of things. Yeah, I don't even care if it's not hooked up. Like I'll eat it. The pack, just the pack. So I like it. Like, and then I still, I still will eat a really good peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like with a soft bread. Ooh. I can't remember the last time I've had ramen or peanut butter and jelly. All right, you should eat both of those meals and remember how great they were. Oh, I used to also eat Vienna sausages, but I hate those chips now. I hate those now too. You know what I want to go back to though? I want to bring spam back. You want to bring what back? Spam. Oh, spam? Spam with some rice. Yeah. I feel like you can make that in a, a decent meal. Because when I was in Hawaii, spam is a big thing. Like that's regular spam, over there. Spam actually is not bad. No, that's what I'm saying. I wanna. I think I gotta bring spam back. Spam is a struggle so meal too, though. That's a struggle. It's so unhealthy though. Like it's so many calories and so much fat. Oh yeah, but spam tastes good when you cook it right. It does taste kind of good. I think I'm gonna bring spam back. Don't bring spam back. I'm gonna try it. Just like you're gonna try your fish <laughs> in the microwave. I'm gonna try some spam and see. If it's, if it's good, <laughs> but it has to be the right kind of spam. I saw a list one time of like the top 20 spams and I forgot the one they had at number one, but I want to find that one they had at number one. Cause it looked good. It was like a teriyaki oh one God. or something like that, but they had some teriyaki spam. I think it was teriyaki. That was at number one. I forgot what the number oh, one wow. was. I'm going to find that list and I'm going to get that spam and I'm going to cook it on the stove, make it a little crispy and cook it. You going to make it up. You gotta put it on your Insta story now, since I'm uh, putting. Oh, the I'm gonna do that with some rice. With some rice, struggle meal. Cause you know what, I'm I'm still kind of struggling right now. Like I said, I been paying all these things to get fixed. I don't make what I used to, so sometimes I gotta humble myself with my food. You know what? We should do like a. So I'm gonna do like this week, like a week where I um, like a month. I mean, where I only do fifty dollars a week on food. Oh, I can make fifty stretch. You think we can do it? I do that every week now. <laughs> Well, I don't, God dang it. I mean, I might go out. If I go out to eat, then no. But if I cook all week at my house, I can make 50 stretch. I can stretch that for seven days. 50? All right, so can you stretch 30? Probably. Because if I cook, normally if I cook like pork chops or chicken or something, that's two meals. So I'm going to have my leftovers so that I'm getting two meals out of one. And then all I need is one more meal like that. That's four right there. 
Then I do fish like twice a week, which is not super expensive. I already have the fish in my house, so. True. Uh, yeah, I could make that. I could make. I can probably do thirty. Vegetables right, are cheap. Thirty, and then I'm gonna do fifty. Yeah, because the sides are the sides are not hard to do. Like I have vegetables. The frozen vegetables are like ninety nine cents to two dollars for the pack. I do rice with it or potatoes, and those are both really cheap. So, yeah, I can make that work. Or quinoa, something like that. All right, all right, yeah, let's work it out. That's how we're gonna save some more money. Yeah, this is this is saving money tips from Jared and Dominique, trying to get you guys (laughs) to your six hundred dollars a month that I'm still not at. But hopefully in January, I'll save six hundred. The force is strong in that one. The force is strong in that yeah. one. Yeah. But uh, is there anything else you want to say before I let you go? Because I got to use the bathroom, and then I'm going to come back and nerd out on some, like, sports and train talk. <laughs> I well, know- I just want to say stay safe. You know, keep your mask on. Keep your hand sanitized. Don't be out here in these clubs and in these streets. Nah, be out here in the streets. Fuck what Dominique said. Be out here in these streets. Everybody. Don't be out here in these streets, guys. Get your stuff, man. Get it, get it in. Get out no. here in the streets. <laughs> Find you a little something to settle down with this cuffing season. Oh, my God. I mean, don't be reckless, but I want everybody this to enjoy is, themselves. This is bad uh, advice. All right. Don't be at the hookah spot. Find something to bring back to your spot. There you go. Find, a, find Bring her back to your crib. Yeah. Find somebody That's to come first. chill with you. Keep it safe at your place. Don't be out with a whole bunch of people. But everybody should have something, a little something for these colder times that are coming ahead. You see what Jared's trying to do, right? Y'all see he's trying to. Oh, I'm shooting right now. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Hold on a second. Bomb for this. Right now, because I'm getting off. I'm getting off social media by the end of the year, right? So right now, I'm like a basketball team that's down by like 40. And we know we're going to lose the game. So we just chucking up shots. So I'm just in the DM shooting right now. Like some people, some women, I'm pulling up from. From the free throw line, some women I'm pulling up on from like the three point line, some from half court, <laughs> a couple I'm just pulling up from full court. I don't even, I'm just shooting like, I don't even care anymore. Shooting, see what you get, see what kind of point you get. Yeah, I got to lock something down, man, because I ain't going to have much communication with women next year outside of oh! the ones I already know. Oh God! Outside of the ones I know, you know, oh, I, got, oh. I got a lot. I got to lock something down. Hey, what? Savage. Savage. Nah, ain't a savage. I'm just trying to lock something down for next year. He just said, I'm not going to have no communication with these women. I said much yeah. communication. Much. <laughs> like outside of the ones I already know, because I'm not going to be on dating sites or Facebook or Instagram next year. So uh-huh. whoever I know is who I will be communicating with. If I oh, don't, God. you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm not meeting a lot of new people next year. Now we know like new next year. Unless it's out in person. So... Right now, I'm just, you know, let me let me meet some people now and get them, right. get them in locked in and get them in the phone. Well, I'm uh, I'm rooting on you. I'm rooting on you. Yeah, uh, send some my way, too. Because you got a lot of fine women on your Instagram that are friends with you. So send send some of them my way. I'm going to send them, I'm send them your way. I'm going to put in a good word. I'm, I'm going to put a picture of you on my Instagram. How about that? I'm uh, like, this a good one, good. though. A good one. <laughs> send me a pic. All right. What are you going to put on your story? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. I'm going to do that. Send you a good one. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna say you know when I was in the my Puma outfit uh, a couple weeks ago, that was a good one. There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna send you that. Throw me up on the Don't story. Don't be sending me a 19 year old pit with a bunch of abs on it. I'm not. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I am not like these people who post old pictures. The pictures on my dating site is like what I look like now because I am not trying to 
First of all, I'm not trying to catfish. I'm not trying to hatfish. And I'm not trying to blackfish. Dang, I didn't know there was so many. <laughs> yeah. Hatfish is the dudes who always wear their hat that don't want to show their hairline. I'll show you what oh, I got. Oh, like, shucks. Yeah. Jesus. My hairline ain't what it used to be. But I mean, I got a little bit. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm out here repping for the, for the old school, like Earth, Wind, and Fire cats that was rocking them froze when, you know, they ain't have a lot. But they still was proud. Uh, shout to Chico Bean. Uh-huh. Chico Bean <laughs> rocking his. He proud of what he got. <laughs> so I'm repping for all these people. And then the hat, uh, blackfish is like white people or people who aren't black who try to make themselves look black in the pictures, like tanning and all that and darkening up the pictures to make themselves come off as black. So that's called blackfishing. Oh, shucks. Jesus. Yeah. So I'm not doing any of that. What you see is what you get with me. Like, I keep it 100. There you, go. you do look like your picture. Yeah. I mean, the mustache might be a little wild sometimes, which you yell at me about, but you know. Yeah. I'm trimming it. I'll I be trimming it now. Well, it ain't trim right now, but next week I'll trim it. It's cold, man. When it's cold, I'll be, I'm not motivated to do a lot. Like, it was hard for me to even do a podcast today because, you know, I just don't be motivated on my days off and when it's cold. But I was like, I got to get this Dominique conversation in, but it's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to. I know. I've been trying to get on here. We got to do it again. We got to do it again. We will. We will. I hope to have you back on. One day I'm going to get Teresa on too, but I don't know. I don't know how that one will go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it'd be interesting but i was happy to have you on uh is there anything else you want to say i mean i don't nah, know, if you... Nah, you know i had a good time i'm glad to be on i tagged I you like... in my uh insta story too so if anybody wants to see what dominique looks like yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get you a woman you i know? think her page is private but you can at least see her her profile picture i'm cute y'all she is cute <laughs> she is cute dominique's cute uh about about five eleven six feet there you go, 5'11", 5'11". I think you might be six. I don't know, because nope, you claim you're taller than me, and I'm 5'11". You are 5'10". 5'10 and a half without shoes, 5'11 okay, with shoes. Okay, y'all, 5'10". Without <laughs> shoes, I'm 5'11 with shoes. You might be, I think you're a little, all right, so maybe I'll give you 5'11". 5'11", all right, bet. Do you, are you one of those that say, like, to the dudes, like, you got to be six feet and up? Because I see that a lot in the dating profile on Tinder. I like a tall brother. I like a tall brother. But do you think you're blocking your blessings by not, like, letting the short guys get in? I mean, I tried to date a guy that was 5'7 just because he was a good dude <laughs> and he had a great job. But when we went out on a date, I just couldn't I just couldn't get over it. It was cold, and he was trying to hold me from the back, and I was still getting <laughs> the wind at the top. Like, His head ain't even come up to yours? But I was still feeling the wind. So I was just like, oh, all right, I'm done. I, our pictures was looking crazy. What if a what if he's big and like short, but he's got a little girth, you know, a little big, he's a little heavy. Does that make up for it? Short, big and short. Does that make up for it being short or no? No. Nah, nah. What the width doesn't make up for the the lack of height. <laughs> mm. Nah, I like I like a good, you know, six four brother. Six you know, four. You know, he don't even have to be that. You're tall, blocking so many blessings. I want him to be at least five ten. Okay. All right, that's fair yeah, five ten. You know that way I can still kind of look him in the eyes when I don't have shoes on. Hmm. <laughs> and you, you know, you are a pretty person, a pretty woman. You have the natural hair, a uh, nice complexion. Um, thank you, thank you, Jared. Nice shape. I'll give you shape. The, uh, I feel like that was a little hesitant. What's going on? <laughs> he like he like he like him fat, y'all. He like him real I mean, fat. You got you got the upper. You got the chest. So he's trying to say I have no booty. I didn't say that. I just said you got the chest. I, I'm not going to, you know, we ain't got to talk about the booty. The booty is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
You know what though? God knew not to give me no ass. You got because I'll be out here in these streets. Do you have hips? I'll be out here I don't with know if the, you have the hips either. I got hips. You got you hips? Know, okay, okay. No, no, no. I didn't know. I couldn't remember if you had the hips or not. Because <laughs> I have no hips. My hips are trash. I don't know if oh, men are supposed goodness. to have hips, but I don't have hips. You ain't got no hips. Yeah, I don't. Gonna... My like, uh, I, sometimes I hate how I look when I'm wearing like the tights so... with the basketball shorts. I'm like, dang, there's no hips. No hips there. But I don't think men are really supposed to have hips. Like yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think I'm supposed to either. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's normal. Okay, but yeah, yeah, you you say you have hips, so I mean that's you got two out of three. There we go. You know, and, and sometimes I've been doing squats. <laughs> I think sometimes hips make up if you don't have the booty. Like I've seen women who don't have booty, but the hips are wide enough that it feels like they have a booty when you're looking at them from the front. It, it's not until oh, they yeah. turn around to the side that you're like, oh, they don't have. But the hips can make you think they got the booty. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So yeah, hips. Hips is definitely. I like to think my face makes up for the no, the lack of the boot, the you know, the gluteus. A, a pretty face can take you a long way because there's a lot of girls who got pretty faces and I will like overlook everything else body wise. Cause I'm like, yo, the smile is so good. Yeah. And, yeah, and you like, took a I shot like, at me. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, was, I like to think I'm, you know, in that category. And I just want to say, I don't just like big women. Cause I felt like you took a shot at me there. I like yeah. all types of women. Shout out to my skinny women. Shout out to my, uh, medium women. Shout out to my plus size women. Like them all. No, I am in a lot of plus size DMs right now, but you know, I don't know. It's just something about big women. I like, like, I feel like they are, there's just something about them that makes guys attracted to them. And it's, you know, it's funny. And I got, this is going to be a a conversation for another day, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of big women out there who are pulling mad dudes and the dudes kind of don't claim it in public, but in private, they are all over them. But you know, it's because big women, hey, I heard they get good heads. Yeah, but it's like, why are these guys ashamed to like claim them in public? That's that's going to be a conversation for another day. We got to do a deep dive on that. Because I've seen that. a lot of big women who talk to guys and the guys be all about them. But when it comes to like taking them out on a date or doing something in public, they ain't it's really sad. doing that. Yeah, it's sad. And it's like, are you ashamed? Because yeah. you're not ashamed to be sliding up in there. But that's that's making them feel good. But you know, when they get that judgment, when they get this big woman, they're out worried there, about what everybody thinks. Yeah, we got to show the big women more appreciation. Yeah, and big women, a confident, big, beautiful black woman, or just any woman, is uh is attractive. Oh, I always confident. say when you have confidence, it makes you look more attractive. I've seen yeah. some big women who carry themselves like they don't think they're big, and that's how they carry themselves and you don't see them as big women because they don't let it show that it right. bothers them. But then I see exactly. some who let it bother them and it makes them unattractive. Exactly. You start noticing their, you start noticing that they're big. Yes, because you they notice. So I told all my women friends this though, not just the big women, but women in general, like when y'all take pictures and y'all are trying to hide something, guys know what you're trying to hide and it just oh, makes yeah. us like want to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the face shots only Instagram. Yeah. When you don't show your body, I told somebody this. I don't know if it was you or not, but there was like, I've seen some women out here who don't show the body at all. And I've had to go back years in their pictures just to try to find a body picture. But I'll go back and search just to find out what you really look like. I'm going to do the detective work. (laughs) He'll put in the work. Yeah. You can't hide from me. You can't hide. You can run. You can't hide. 
<laughs> but shout out to the big women. I just want to give y'all some appreciation one more time. Y'all beautiful too. Yep, yep. Uh, Dominique, thank you for calling in. We've uh, had yeah, a nice you. conversation. It took us a little while to get going because, you know, you had your rooms to go thing going on. But uh, I finally got you on the phone and we had some good back and forth banter. And don't forget to uh, shout me out on your Insta story. I will send you a picture for that. Definitely. Hit me up. All right. Well, I look forward to having right. you back on. Dominique, take care and uh, stay safe out there in these streets. Thanks. Peace out, guys. Peace. Bye. That was Dominique Jones, man. My good friend, Dominique. I remember me and Mrs. Jones. I remember me and Mrs. Jones. That is like my favorite new drop now. <laughs> Shout out to Dominique. I got another one with Parrish coming, too. Yeah, that Parrish sound clip, man. It's going to be a good one when I get that one up. Probably uh, next episode, I'll have that one up. But, yeah, I'm glad Dominique called him. And I've been wanting to talk to her for a while now. Me and her talk on the phone like twice a week. I probably talk to her more than anybody that I know, like her and Teresa, I talked to probably the most on the phone. So it was just nice to finally get her on the show and have a recorded conversation because we always have great back and forth, always great banter. I appreciate all the COVID uh, information she gave us, the talk we had there, twerk gate, just an overall great conversation with her. Uh, I want to nerd out though now because I know she's not a big sports person. She's not a big trained person, so... This stuff right now is for me. So I want to talk about Portland Trailblazer NBA free agency. And I kind of discussed this on the last episode with Mike. And I was telling him I didn't think Carmelo should come back. I wasn't a fan of re-signing Carmelo. I got to walk that back. I got to walk all of that back because <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers re-signed Carmelo Anthony. So I was wrong there on that front. Glad to have Melo back. You know what? But I did say this, and I'm going to stick to this. I don't think Melo is a starter anymore. I thought that's what hurt us in the bubble, him and Whiteside together. Probably not a great combination. We did not bring Whiteside back, which I'm, I'm good with. And Melo, with all these new additions, is probably coming off the bench. I think O'Shea has already alluded to that. Stotts and Neil O'Shea have alluded to Melo coming off the bench. I think that's the right move because at this stage in his career, I don't think Melo's a starter anymore. Defensively, is just too many problems. Uh, the isolation probably is better suited for the bench where we could feature him more. So I'm okay with bringing Melo back in a smaller role. Hopefully he accepts his role. Hopefully he's okay with it. We'll see what happens. Training camp has already started this week. And NBA season is going to start in like three weeks. It's insane how fast we're getting right back to basketball. You know, Christmas is coming up. We're about to be in the new year, 2021. A lot of stuff has happened this year. Hopefully, we'll have more positivity next year. Hopefully, the Blazers will be better, too. I'm looking forward to all of that. Hopefully, the Blazers will be better, too, but we'll see. A lot of new great additions to this team. I was happy with all the moves we made. Uh, we signed Robert Covington, signed Derrick Jones Jr., made a trade to bring back Ennis Cantor. We re-signed Rodney Hood. We got the core intact. Nurkic is there. Uh, we signed Harry Giles Jr., not to be confused with Harry Styles from One Direction, but we brought in a lot of talent, man. This is a deep team. The starting five, they're saying that Stotts is hoping the starting five is Lillard, McCollum, Derek Jones Jr., Robert Covington, and Nurkic. We're a little small, but with Nurkic, I feel like you got to put some shooters around him, space the floor. Covington and Jones both provide weak side um, help, weak side rim protection. They can both defend one-on-one. -on -one. 
our three-point defense should be much improved this year. So I'm excited about that, the prospects of that. Cancer off the bench, I think that's a good move. You got to put a, a rim protector with him, though, just because defensively he's not great. So either Zach Collins or Harry Giles needs to be paired with him, but then that's the dilemma of what do we do with Melo in that situation? Does Melo go play the three? But then you got Rodney Hood coming off his injury, who's naturally a three. Then you got uh, Gary Trent Jr. at the two. And Anthony Simons most likely at the point, although I think um, Stotts is going to stagger the minutes with a little bit of Dame and CJ running the point. I don't know if we'll have too many opportunities of a backup to play without those two on the court. One of them will be on the court, I think, at all times. But if Simon's ready, he'll probably run the backup. But I think the question is going to be, what do we do with Melo? Do we play Melo at the three or the four? Now, if Rodney Hood's at the three, Melo has to play the four. But if you play Melo at the four, and his cancer in Melo is going to be is going to be pretty terrible defensively. So that that will worry me. So it's a lot to think about. I'm excited to see how these next few weeks uh, shape up. But I love the additions, man. I think Robert Covington, I, we might have given up a little bit too much for him. But what he provides, you know, he doesn't need the ball a lot. He's not a scorer. He's a, he's a team player. He's an elite defender. And in the bubble, he averages over two blocks a game. So he can give us a little rim protection alongside Nurkic. And then you got Derek Jones, who's graded out very well defensively and has all the athletic tools, probably the most athletic player well the highest jumper in the NBA I don't know if he's the most athletic but definitely the highest jumper has all the tools to be a lockdown defender just with his elite athleticism and you pair that with Robert Covington which gives Dame and CJ the defense they need to back them up and him and Covington are both good shot blockers on the weak side because of their athleticism man I haven't been this excited about a Blazers team probably since the jailblazer days and we saw how that was like they've gone pretty deep in the playoffs with those teams. So I expect this team to go to the playoffs. ESPN said they're not even making the playoffs, which I think is insane that a team who went to the playoffs last year improved so much. You don't think is good enough to make the playoffs. Now I think they're going to be wrong with that, but every year the Blazers are not picked to make the playoffs and they end up making the playoffs. So we'll see what happens, man. I think we're going to have a lot of new Blazer fans this year because it's going to be an exciting style of play. I think teams are, we're going to hate playing against us, and I think fans are going to love cheering for us because we're going to be fun to watch. A lot more dunks, too, with Derek Jones Jr., who won the slam dunk contest last year. So what more can I say, man? Rip City, let's get it. I also want to talk about some train talk, which is more of my nerding out. We have this train in Florida. It's called Brightline, and they are going right now from Miami to West Palm Beach. And when I used to map, I saw like them developing it and building up the concept for it. And basically, they're like competing with Tri-Rail and Amtrak and these commuter rails. But this one is pretty dope because it starts in downtown Miami. And then it goes down. Like, they have this high, high-rise high station in downtown Miami. And it kind of goes down the tracks. And then it uses the same tracks as the freight train right along US-1 there. So if you're familiar with, like, South Florida or Florida in general, US-1 run, one runs pretty much from Jacksonville all the way down to Miami. And US-1 is close to the water. It's on the coast. So this train follows that trajectory and it stops at the station in uh, downtown Fort Lauderdale and it stops at the station downtown West Palm Beach and downtown Miami. So three stations so far, but they announced 
Well, they didn't. It's been announced that it's going to come to Orlando at the Orlando International Airport, which is pretty dope. Uh, the progress that they've been making with that. So basically, what it's going to do is going to take those freight train tracks along US One all the way down to Coco, and when it gets to Coco, Florida, it's going to curve. And then it's going to ride alongside the 528, which is the beach line. It's a highway here. And it's going to go, they're going to have tracks running pretty much parallel to the 528. So it's running right next to the highway from Coco all the way to the Orlando International Airport. And that's kind of where it's going to become more of a high speed rail. Because when you're running on the freight train tracks, you're stopped. You got to go through the rail crossings and you can't speed through there, right? You can't go through a rail crossing at 160 miles an hour they're gonna have to slow down in that area i think the highest they can go is like 70 in that whole area on the freight track so it's not really gonna turn into high speed until it gets to like coco but once it gets there that thing's gonna fly man because the big thing about having a high speed rail is you want to have right of way tracks and when i say right of way is you're not going through any crossings like anytime you're coming past an intersection you're going over it or under it, but you're not going through it where the where the, the little gates come down and you gotta wait. You don't have to deal with that. So you can go much faster on right away. So that's this is when I get excited and start nerding out. So along the 528, it's right of way. It's gonna be able to go pretty fast, like probably a hundred and I think 20, 30. And that's about a 50 mile stretch they're gonna be able to go from Cocoa all the way to the airport. And then once it gets to the airport, they have a whole new terminal built for the station. And once it goes there, the new plan now is for it to go from the airport to Disney. This is the game changer. They announced this this week. This is what I'm excited about. This train is going to go from the airport, Orlando International Airport, to Disney with a stop in Disney Springs, which is, used to be downtown Disney, which is the, all the shopping and the restaurants. So it's the perfect area for a stop. You can ride from the airport straight to Disney, get off. You can do your dining. Um, you can do your shopping. And then they have all the buses there that can take you to all the Disney hotels and resorts. So they're all going to be connecting with each other. This is this is a great concept, a great idea. I don't think they could have did it any better up until this point. Now, my one question is how they're going to go from the airport to Disney. Because there's no tracks really right now that can do it. They say they're going to build right-of-way tracks to go from the airport to Disney, which is going to be a game changer if they're able to do it. Because once again, you're going to be able to go a little faster through Orlando than you will be when you're in like Fort Lauderdale and Miami and West Palm. So that's a big deal if they get the right of way to Disney Springs from the airport. Then they're saying, I guess in the future years from now, they want to go from Disney Springs to Tampa, which to me, oh my God, give, give them a bomb. Give them a bomb. If they're able to do that, with right-of-way tracks where they don't have to stop or go through slow slow rail crossings? Man, I think that's a new way to get to Tampa. I think a lot of people are going to start taking these rails. I think we're going to finally get the commuter rail that we've been wanting in Florida. I still have a, I still question the effectiveness of the uh, Miami tour to Orlando part just because of going through South Florida. I think it's going to slow them down a bit. They can't go as fast as they are going to be able to do once they get to Coco to Tampa, but if they can get right away, all the way from Coco to Tampa, that's a fast trip. That's a fast trip. That's almost like the Acela train in New York. There's an there's a train called the Amtrak Acela, and this thing 
they have right away tracks all the way from I think New York City to Washington D.C. It goes to Philly, and it goes from Philly to New York in like an hour, which is amazing because you're not there's no way you can drive from Philly to New York in an hour with the traffic with the speeds. But this Acela can go like 160. And if you've ever been in like New York or New Jersey and you've been waiting at one of those New Jersey transit stations and you've seen that Acela come through on the express rail tracks, which are in the middle, that thing flies through there because they don't really have to stop. And like they have all right away that whole way. They don't go through any rail crossings. I think once until I go past New York going up towards Boston, it slows down a bit because they have the rail crossings. But Philly to New York, it flies. And I think if they can do something like that from Orlando to Tampa, it's going to be similar to what we have with the Amtrak A-Seller. So very excited to monitor the progress of all that. I'm a nerd. I watch train videos on YouTube. I Google trains. I want to know the new types of trains that are coming out. So I'm always, like, looking into trains and all that. And I look forward to keeping you guys up to date on all the progress of that. I don't have much else for you guys today. I just wanted to come on and give a – Nice little episode. I've been pretty good at keeping it under two hours, too. I don't know if you guys prefer the longer ones or the shorter ones, but I've just been doing what, I, what I'm able to do with the time given at this point. Like I said, I have a job that's kind of uh, tiring sometimes, so it's, sometimes it's hard to come on here and talk for a long time. But I do thank my homegirl, Dominique, man, for coming and providing some of the comedic relief, some of the insight, the great conversation today. I'm trying to think of a good song to end this with. Normally, I have something already in my head, but uh, I couldn't think of anything. I know we started out with black. I want to give y'all something good to end with. So as I go through my phone and try to find a good song on the shuffle, I'm going to leave y'all with this. I think I found one. I'm going to go with Brooklyn in my mind slash Crooklyn Dodgers 3. Uh, it's most deaf Gene Gray. I think Talib's on there. He might be on there. Produced by Ninth Wonder. I haven't heard this song in a long time. And you know what? I think it's a good time to do a most deaf appreciation. So we'll, we'll play this on the way out. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw my post earlier this week about most deaf's black on both sides and how it's a classic album. I like to shout out the classic album, spotlight them for people who don't know a lot of hip hop. Maybe you can go back and listen to it. So we're going to end the show with uh, this Brooklyn in my mind. This is keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. I'll be back next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. History occurs every day. You watch with the boys, the best black dog say. For mine, we do. Knife wonder. I love how you do. Ready, ready for action. Intimate swift like a cash transaction. Speak a blowout from row house to the mansion. Skittle soundcraft, right arousal of passion. They don't know the language and shouting the anthem. The beat translator make the world understand some. My voice like magic, my flow fantastic. In summary, I'm rare, ordinary, elaborate. Now check the profile, this is lyrically handsome. Resemble my pay scale, slim nigga ain't frail. And I ain't in the gym on some ebony man shit. I'm in the laboratory bench pressing the standard. In shorthand, I'm raising the ball. Right home in the bra, get closer to God, stay focused and sharp. High stake and it's way more than paper involved. 
dog, you must evolve or die. That ain't falsified. Home team, I know you keep trouble on your mind. But don't let bullshit knock you off your grind. That's real talk for all of mine and for all of yours. Rock steady, keep about your course. Low key, cool breeze, and I'm about my boss. So tap, tap, knock down your door. Tap, tap, and break down the wall. Collecting, counting all, and like bang in the air, I'm gone. Get some riding on. Keep cool, you can ride along. But keep it up, you won't ride for long. That's word the ball. Yeah, show me where you are. BK, we the brightest star. Let's get involved. Knife you on the jaw. You and yours. Yeah. We doing it up Brooklyn style. This is history twice. First girl on a Crooklyn series, thank nice. First one, just clearly Brooklyn in the mind. Not Brooklyn, I was born, but in Brooklyn, I was born. Not Brooklyn, I was raised, but Brooklyn, I was taught to form a young woman. Dawn of my first love, first love is back. Thirst to rap, the 307 Clinton nurse that. First crib out of Manhattan. Young broke man, back in the days of G train jam packing. On the stoop, year round 40 in hand. Come cow chicken and broccoli, myrtle ass. Words of Brooklyn act, words said the Brooklyn's back Like a track finished on the L train on a weekday Black bent on a metro car, how we pay Trees, let's fill in the backwards uh -huh. Like my man D first built in the bathroom Come on, man Brooklyn gave me confidence Both them Brooklyn boys with them with them compliments When my mind slipped, Brooklyn gave me consciousness Accomplice, Clinton Hills, Bush race So I still just walk the BK swag and rep two boroughs Say she's so bad, respect too thorough Neck tatted and sweat blood for NY Medina Mecca niggas heads high Brooklyn Stand up, come on We be doing it up Brooklyn style That's the Brooklyn way Yeah, we be doing it up Brooklyn, you know Brooklyn style Uh-huh Yeah What we be doing the most is diverse. You now rockin' with Memph Gene and most in this verse. It ain't where you from, it's where you at. The body off the travel, the mind ahead of that. That's why I'm four albums deep, none of which been printed. Cause I ain't got a script what a nigga really living. Cause I ain't known to fabricate nor imagine. Brooklyn ain't a dream, them boys really be clapping. So I'll never greet you with peace, cause there'll never be peace. I tell you, stay down or stay off the street. Bad style, what's up? Crown Heights, what's up? Flatbush, Brownfield, what's up? Saw love where I come from. To keep it real, shit, I used to cut school on the block. Big come from. But in the stew, trying to come with flow. At 15, I spit something that impress over. Here I go. M. Dot. 